Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Look, this dude needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway because he's one of the homegrown homies. Uh, we actually talked to him right, I want to say like right before the pandemic, like August 2019, and the world went to shit, but he's been booming and doing his thing, and it's been a pleasure and an honor to watch this man grow and do what he does, and we had an exceptional conversation last time, and I know we're going to have one again. My brother, our brother, Watts Sticks. What's going on, man? Man, what's happening, man? You already know what it is. East side all day. East side permanently. All right, East side permanently. Let's keep this no gang banging. <laughs> I'm the last. I'm the most ungang member on in the uh, on the entire West Coast. Nah. But 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 you 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 definitely uh you megawatts born in the riots man I definitely <laughs> want to get into this project this album man I, I feel like you know for the folks that may not have tapped into it just yet you're in for a, a treat and I feel like off the initial listen you know what I'm saying the the vibration was up there and I know you were very intentional about your music your words and obviously what you do in the community and we'll get into that but but sonically talk about megawatts born and, and the rise the sound of it like what you were trying to go for what were you achieving and, and you, know, you know we can talk about all the tracks and all that man you know what my process now man is first i gotta have like a hundred thousand conversations with g malone and him <laughs> telling me everything that i'm doing wrong about making music first it starts with that then when i hear him say give me a consistent cycle of yeah, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's how I know I'm doing what I'm supposed mm. to do. <laughs> and so, and so when that happened, I'm like, all right, cool. Then I go into phase two, and I just start listening to a bunch of oldies and shit. And so, Isley's whispers, but I really tapped into the Watts element, like the Silvers, the whispers, uh, um, uh, Charles Wright, Hunter Third Street Band, Charles Mingus. And I would just catch a vibe just rolling down and I would roll through the hood as I'm doing like my uh, like charity stuff. And I just want I was driving by like the Mafundi building. They call it the Mafundi building where the Watts Writers Workshop was, where the uh, Watts Profits used to be. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I was like, damn, man, I want to do something that reflect that time period, like when the riots happened, like 65, like what music was playing during that time period or who was like doing their thing. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and adopt like that feel, that frequency mm -hmm. for this next project. But I want to turn it into like a three part series. So this is actually like part one of the Megawatts series. Wow. It's Megawatts born in the riots. Then it's Megawatts raised in the riots. That represent like the feeling of while the riots was going on, like mm -hmm. that aggression that like we about to burn this thing down and all of that. And then megawatts the return of Marquette Fry. So Marquette Fry was the dude who got beat by the police. And that's what sparked that the thing off. Right, right. So, but it was crazy. The interview online with Marquette Fry was like, he was like, man, it was hot. 
it was crazy hot outside. And he had got out of jail, right? And he was like, he was like kind of not happy, but he just had this energy like he wasn't mad. And I was like, damn, this nigga just got beat by the police. I would have been cussing and all kind of thing on that interview. But he was just like, man, it was just hot. And then I, so it, I was like, man, it made me think the third concept is like, fuck, fuck, I'm gonna just do all feel good records. Like, yo, and that's that feeling of like, yo, I just got out of jail. I'm about to turn up. You know what I'm saying? So it's a three part series and I just wanted to connect them all together. The first person I called for the production was like a pack div. Oh, wow. He tried to he like, tried to yeah, like. man. He did every beat on the project. So I called, I actually called a bunch of producers, man. I called a bunch like, yo, I'm gonna get into this project, what's good? Nobody sent me nothing. Hey, well, I'm about to get into this project, what's good? They ain't send me nothing. And I went on Twitter, shared my piece. I called Salas, I'm like, yo, who you know, man? I'm, I'm trying to get it. He like, man, what you young? I was like, man, I can't think that far away, man. I just need some. Then next thing you know, I hit, something told me to call like, man. And like our conversation lasts no longer than four minutes. And he was just like, yo, you ain't even got to sell nothing to me. I'm about to send you a folder right now. Take whatever wow. you want. Let's just put out projects and then you just record, put that shit out and let's go on to the next one. So is he going to be a part of the megawatt series? Is it going to be all produced by like, or right now the strategy is just, just would, yeah, I'm going uh, to mix it up a little bit, but it's only okay. right that he touched each project, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Because he's setting the tone. And, um, but yeah, man, shout outs to like, man, he held yeah. it down, gave me some heat. Hey, this, and, project, and this project got a real like gritty, it's like, it's like grit to me. Like, it's like, um, mm -hmm. it got a tech, a certain texture to it. Like if I, like if it was, I'm fat, right? So if it was food, it would have like a, a like it would be a, like a gritty rough texture to it, right? Um, <laughs> sonically. So is that the kind of, is that the kind of, I mean, obviously, we went through a lot of shit in 2020 as as people of color, as black people, the, the whole nine, right? So, mm -hmm. is that kind of like the? I'm, I know in the song, I forgot what song it was. I think it was uh, "Free Breakfast," where you mentioned Fred Hampton, uh, yeah. and then I know it was like a. I know that's the undertone of the project. It's kind of like the like a riot. It's kind of gritty, whatever. Mm -hmm. But is it pulled directly from? Black Lives Matter is it pulled directly from 2000, the events of 2020, George Floyd, you know, Breonna Taylor, the whole shit, or is it, or does that, does this kind of predate all of that? Man, I actually started working on the megawatts concept like in 2019. And wow. I just never did nothing with it. And I actually created the concept of megawatts, actually that name was my my boy Omar who uh, managed like Jaden Smith and uh, rock with Will Smith. And so we was in the studio and Jaden and we all just hanging out and shit. And uh, he was like, man, you need to do something like called megawatts cause you like a superhero watch. I didn't really like the concept that he was kind of going for, but the name always name stuck, stuck with me. <laughs> And so I was like, whenever I figure out, feel a, get a frequency or a vibe, or uh, I catch a, some type of, you know, anything that make me feel like I can bring that name back into the fold, that's what happened, man. So like I said, when I was rolling through the hood and was rolling past all of these landmarks and watts, and then I start playing all of this oldie stuff, I thought of the riots, and then Megawatts was like, yo, it's almost Megawatts always almost sound like a riot. Mm 
like the name sounds like a riot and that's just kind of how it came together one, one thing that i noticed too man aside from like two songs in there every song is like less than three minutes oh yeah that's purposely done like people people don't feel like listening to nothing no more people got like a quick a cool minute and they skipping so I love the fact that you adapted to that though, because I feel like that was the perfect marriage of what you know you 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 that you you tapped into the old school feel, but we all know old school songs be lasting like 17 minutes. So it's like you you gave just enough, right? You gave just enough, at least for me. I'm like, oh damn, I wish I would have had a little bit more. It keeps you yearning for more. So I did appreciate that because it was like I was able to go through the project and really like, you know, kind of like dive into it. I, I who who I kind of got that idea from, maybe maybe not, but I felt I was watching Blast like he got his little, he got all his videos that connect to each other, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not long. It's like he get you, he get in and he get out, get out. right? And you want to see the next thing, right? And I was like, damn, that's dope. And obviously, he ain't the first person who done something like that, but he's the person who I truly love the way he visually captured it and i was like yo my next project i'm only gonna record verses like freestyles i may give you a hook i may not but it's gonna be a song and it's gonna say something and you're gonna feel something on each song are you gonna remember something about each song you know what i mean yeah i I didn't feel like i like it lacked anything it it, you, you had the substance there but it was just like oh shit okay damn on to the next one you know what i'm saying like not only that on some other game shit like you only need uh, a minute and 13 seconds on spotify for it to count i think it's like a minute and 13 or something like that Mm -hmm. then on youtube you only need like i think it's like 30 seconds or something like that Wow. so hence why one of the songs are like 45 seconds (laughs) that's it that's all i need and so no matter what you playing on i'm gonna get that stream but not only that, subconsciously, psychologically, you you gonna be like, dang, I want to hear that again, and you gonna give me that stream again. <laughs> so that's all you know. That's the game right there. No, I, I love that man because I like I said, I feel like you're very strategic. I mean, even from you know, we 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 talk often off air and on air, of course, but you're very intentional when it comes to releasing music and, and releasing the project. And I feel like one of the undertones for the, the last project that this is Los Angeles, that was for LA, right? And we talked about the whole, you know, even the last interview, we talked about the theme for the Clippers and uh, LAFC, your involvement with them. But this one felt like it was for black people. It really felt like it was for us. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and not to single out anybody else or, or exclude anybody else, but I think there's an, a certain appreciation for that, that, you know, black folks will get when they hear that, you know, from, you know, bigging up the, the ladies and, and and talking about the queens and you know on my end me being a father then the the song that you did i think it was sunlight right sunlight yeah what's yeah, funny yeah. is i was gonna ask you for some dad advice but i feel like sunlight is literally a whole song is dad advice you know what i'm saying absolutely absolutely yeah man you know i i, I recorded this whole project i mixed it by myself I, I didn't write a single line down. I recorded like maybe two, three, four lines at a time, every single song right in my bedroom. And so, because I wanted to really be honest, I wanted to be true to heart. Like I wanted to think about everything that I said and every concept that I thought of on that project, I wanted to be a reflection of whatever I was going through on that day in that time period. Like, you know, I got Nip, you know, Samantha's brother, obviously that's, you know, I got Nip in me. 
obviously we just seen the homie, you know, rest in peace. I, that shit still feel like yesterday to me. Yeah. So that was on my, that was on my head. And then Warren Buffett flow. I teach, I got a financial literacy class. I teach stocks. Right. So I'm like, man, how can I get his game in a way that they could, that these kids are digested. And, and, and then just like moving forward, black as fuck. Like I love that show. Like right. Ken Burris is like, that nigga is a genius to me. Like that's one of my, one of my like, I really look up to his work, mm-hmm. you know, and then obviously black queen is God. We are, I got a wife, I got a daughter. Like I want them to know that they gods more, they more than Queens. Like I want them to know they in charge of all of this and every black woman out there on earth, like it's called mother earth for a reason. Like y'all in control of that. I want them to know it. Then just skipping forward. Fuck slavery is exactly what it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Like slavery is a result of all of the shit we going through today, yesterday, the shit we going to be going through tomorrow. This shit ain't gonna never go away. So fuck slavery, like on oh, fuck slavery and his dead homies. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the box uh, coming out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you know what color is a spade? That's just the honesty. That's kind of like getting into the mind of somebody who's preconditioned already. You know what I mean? What's up, blood? What's up, cuz? Now I'm a thug. I'm from the mud. We shooting slugs. All we want is cake to buy a K. The projects is a project. Is it safe? Like it's all of these things is tied into why we behave the way we behave. Then that rolls right into, you know, a red line and sunlight, you know, the message to the sun. Then we got free breakfast, you know, Fred Hampton. It just so happened that that movie came out at the Ooh, same time I did. Fine timing, bro. That, you know that's what I mean? crazy. So I was like, damn, this shit is crazy. And, and you know, uh, 2020 Mama Stank, you know, that whole, all of that. Like, we are, we all, we already know 2020, man. That, that wasn't no joke. So yeah. everything I did, I wanted to reflect what I was going through in that moment or in the present time. But, but you were still able to pivot it. And, and, you know, I always ask people, how did you pivot during the pandemic? And obviously you've been very like feet down in the community. I feel like you've always been that, but you turned it up three or four notches with obviously uh, the uh, the building. First of all, congratulations on that, you know, right. and, 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 and really doing a lot of the, you know, the food drives, you know, the, uh, the uh, uh the, the the health uh, fair. I mean, just a lot of things, man. The backpacks for the kids. I feel like every few weeks it was something that your organization was putting on. Um, and while people were inside, you were outside, like touching the community, keeping it safe, of course, but but yeah, touching the community. Why 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 was that such an important thing to do in the middle of a global global pandemic? Man, you know what people got to understand is it's twofold, right? And Shout out G again, you know, G Malone and, you know, Charlemagne and, and all of them, because we would have conversations, right, about, like, Charlemagne believe in, like, uh, compassionate capitalism. <laughs> and G, G is like, ain't no such thing as compassionate capitalism. And even w- when you serve in the community, is some form of capitalism. So where I'm getting at about all of this is you got to understand that when everybody is not doing something, that's when you should do it. That's the opposites, right? So everybody that is so-called activists, and when I say everybody is, you know, I'm I'm exaggerating, but right. for the most part, people who are at, who actually year round before this pandemic were do, that were doing food drives and you know what I mean, backpack giveaways and uh, you know whatever it is that they uh, mission is for their foundation, everyone stopped. 
But in a pandemic, people are messed up the most. Mm -hmm. So that's when you should actually double down on everything you should do. But for some reason, organizations, foundations, corporations was like, yo, we closing doors and we staying home. I mean, respectfully to the, you know, nobody want to get sick. Right, and, right. And thing was knocking people down. But I seen it as an opportunity to really step to on the front line, step to the front lines and really get active in my community and really take pl- all of these people who was there. I'm about to take your position now and be that for- front runner of the people who serving and doing what's right for the people. So I said that to say I took advantage of people not doing it because I knew there was a void to step into the front lines and be not seen or noticed like I'm looking for some type of credit for it, but I knew it was an opportunity to really become a pillar and become a leading force in that efforts because nobody was doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So would, would you ever step into the uh, like the political field? I mean, I know you probably get it all the time, it, yeah, but, no. but give me your thoughts on, on why you would not since you said, hell no. Yeah. Only the governor. And the only seat that I would take is the governor because they got executive order uh, decision making power over the state. They're like the president before the state. Right. State, but even right. more powerful than that, because the, the governor can tell the president, I'm not doing that. If the president tell the governor, that's how powerful the governor is. The only way I would never take a mayor, mayor don't have no power. Council members don't got no power. Assembly members, all of them, they don't got no power. It's just talking. They can, you know, write a few bills and, and, and rally a few bills to get into legislation. But can't nobody really kick up no dust like the governor. The governor can... and. The first thing I would do the first day in office office if I was governor is, all right, everybody, I've been in office exactly 30 seconds. I'm now announcing that all black people in California are getting reparations and you're going to get land and whatever else that y'all feel like y'all need. I'm signing off on it in the next hour. Matter of fact, we're going to set up the program right now. Everybody should start seeing there a million dollars, a couple hundred thousand, and I would make everybody take a financial literacy class to get their money so they can know what to do with it. After that, you're on your own. That's the first thing I would do as soon as I get in office. Dog, they would kill They would kill me. Dead. Out of here. I was like, you, you, yeah, they're talking about you, you kicking up more than dust. You, you tracking hey. the mud. You, you know what I'm saying? You're doing way more. Out of here, bro. Right. What? Dead. All you would have to do is announce that and then start announcing that brown people no longer getting, you know, going through the deportations and all that. And, they, and, and, 100%, and, and then white 100%. people, then white people pulling up on you for sure. Oh, quick already. You know what I'm saying? And so that's my main focus It's like black first brown. And then, you know, I can start focusing, no disrespect to n- no other uh, background creed, you know what I mean? Uh, preference, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like my main focus is black. Period, because we've been so far behind, so been so mistreated, so taken advantage of, so lied to for so long, and we got the most money. It's like how buying power for sure. Man, listen, man, they tell us that we the minority, right? They tell us we are the fewest out of everyone in the nation, but we spend the most money, however. We make the most, we make the less money, the least right. amount of money out of every household. How the hell does that make sense? Cause it's a lie. 
because there's a lot of us out here with a lot of money, but we just, you know, it's not going in the right places. You know so do you saying? think that so, the number is off? Like, are you saying that you think that the, what, let me ask you, a what you said, when you said we're being lied to expand on that, man, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Can you name 10 people, 10 black people that filled out the census? Nah, well, I know I did. I ain't gonna lie. I did. I can name myself. I can assume, but no, I can't name 10 off top. I can't name five who Mm -hmm. filled, you won. Mm -hmm. I can't name four more who filled out the census. Cause that's how they saying how many people are in America through the census. So you, are you saying that, are you saying that there is more black people total than they get credit for? And are, in the in the world, are we talking just LA? We talking California? No, we, we talking, talking nationwide? We talking nationwide? nationwide. Yeah, gotcha. There's so there how, is what's the metrics on black people in the United States? I think it's like fourteen percent. Damn, is African American? So, so like if everybody filled out the census, what would that number be in your opinion? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I feel like. I honestly feel like we're not that far behind white people. Are you serious? That's my opinion. So, so I don't know. I don't know about that. So you saying that? Let hold on. Let me pull it up. Pull up the real numbers. And the reason why I want you to expand on that too, because there's, I love how you explain certain things, and I and I want you to kind of get into it a little bit more while he pulls up those numbers because you there's know, somebody that's going to automatically. I think, the, I think this is the hierarchy, right? I think it's there's white, there's brown, right, and black is like right. We teeter like right around in that area, right? I can't give you an honest assessment, right, of what the actual number is, but I truly I can say that I truly believe that there are far more. African Americans, then there's listed. I want to, I want to just dive into this for a second, and we can move on. But the reason why you are for self, because somebody will hear that, and they will automatically go to, oh, but he's excluding this community, or he's excluding that community. How can he do that if he's, you know, has, you know, this foundation in the city where? multiple you know populations live right but but speak on the importance of black people first from your opinion again i know you said it but i, I want you to dive into it again because because i think when people hear it they hear it from a, a place of negativity and malice but right. I, and i don't i don't get that from you right and i just want you to explain it a little bit more i got the number okay what is it all right so in the united states of america as of 2019 right july 1st 2019 According to the Census Bureau, okay, there are 328,239,523 humans, right, that reside in the United States. Out of that, uh, white, 76%. Mm-hmm. Black or African American, 13%. That's right. So, yeah, see? Um, yeah. Oh, hold on, uh, and let's go. I'm gonna go skip straight to Hispanic or Latino percent, eighteen percent. Yeah, I think that Latino number is off the show. All right, and then okay. uh, the biggest, the next biggest percentage would be Asian, and that would be five five percent, about six percent. So that's the actual think breakdown for two thousand as of two thousand nineteen. That number is so far off. Mm. 
in regards to the amount of African-Americans and brown, mm -hmm. Hispanic, without question. Yeah. Without question. Um, to have a $2 trillion spending power, right? And this is just simple math. $2 trillion spending power, but we have the lowest incomes. Oh, lowest income, right. Out of any household, it's not adding. The math just don't add up. So it either means two things. Well, it means some things, right? A, either there's actually more of us or we're actually making more money than they say we're making. Or it's a combination of both. Yeah. It, it definitely yeah. ain't a money thing for sure. <laughs> and I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think we're making more. No. I just think there's more of us spending. Yes. You know, so how does one, because there are a large number of white people, but that large number is also middle America, right? Like mm -hmm. not very affluent white America. So how, it's just none, it doesn't make sense. I feel you. I look, man. But, but no, go ahead, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, what, what Chuck asked me about, you know, just digressing to that, back to what right. you're saying, you want people to get kind of caught up in, uh, I'm singling out, you know what I mean, or disrespecting other backgrounds, cultures, or ethnicities, or races, right? Listen, at the end of the day, we the only group that don't practice nepotism as much as we should. As much right. as we should. We the only group who, when you get a certain age, we ready to put you out of the house. Right. You need to go get your own when every other race would be like, no, stay here until you get all the way right. Right. And then you move out. And then maybe we can buy something together and buy another one too. Like, I've seen it with my own eyes. All other races practice this type of stuff. But black people, we were conditioned to look at living with your moms or living with your family as a bad thing. Like, oh, you need to get your own thing. You need to go work. Like, no, no, get on your feet. You know what I'm saying? We look at, we get a position, right? We get an executive spot. We think that we gotta be harder on black people because we don't want other people to think that we're being too easy on our own people. Mm -hmm. Or we're giving them a job because they're all, like we conscious of what everybody else think. Yeah. When we already know in the entertainment, Jews, you know, when it comes to uh, businesses and, and uh, Asians, how they do with their families, um, even uh, Armenians, like I know a lot of different backgrounds and cultures who all only mess with their own people. Now, you do know? you think that that people will take offense to it? Because, again, when we say it, we're, we're vocal about it, like these other communities that you they practice it. But I don't you don't necessarily, at least from my experience, you don't really see them really vocal about I mean I guess they are vocal but it just seems like when when, when black people do it it seems it's like it feels it feels like it's a little take taken more negatively than when other communities do it 
Well, number one, it's been prohibited by greater forces Got before it. we were even. So it's deeper. You know what I mean? It's deeper, yeah. Like, let's just go to Fred Hampton, dog. He was. Yeah. Well, how was he? 21? 21. 21. Bro, listen, let's think about this even deeper. Martin Luther King, 30, what, 39? Dog, listen, dog. Fred Hampton was 21. He went to jail for two years. So he was 19 when he went oh, to jail. Shit. That order from J. Edgar Hoover came out when he was a teenager talking about eliminate all black messiahs and anything that comes close to it. And the the uh, we need to disassemble and dismantle any organization because they're a threat. Right? They was teenagers. Huey P, Bobby Seal, Fred Hampton, they was teens, bro. They was kids kicking up dust like that and the FBI was dismantling their mission mm-hmm. bro so this has been going on since the beginning of time we've been stripped away from our family that's why I say in fuck slavery uh, uh, black is a lie you more than the color we we lie you know your family just needs you to fight mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like that makes reference to when we were in slavery and they will strip you away and your kid and your wife is over there and they send you over there with the slave owner. Fuck that, man. I'm going out swinging. They're like, mm. fuck it. Like, fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, we've been preconditioned, man. I said that a couple of times during this interview, but it's just a reality. That's why we look at all of these things like that. That's why it's looked down upon when we do, when we say, hey, man, I'm going to look out for my boy and hire him even if he ain't qualified, he gonna get qualified through this experience. You know how crazy you would look right. as a CEO or boss or a hiring person? Like, you know how yeah, crazy you, you, get, you get you stripped of your position. Like, they, they gonna fire you. They'll right. try to fire you doing something like that. But let somebody else do. Though you know how many times I done been at a record label in the in the in the um CVP will hire their homie son who just graduated and didn't even take marketing or entered business management, nothing. He went to school for communications, but he get an A&R job just because he he his homie's son. Let us do one of the, hey, I'm gonna hire the homie. <laughs> I'm gonna hire the homie. You know what I mean? From the hood, he just got out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he ain't got no experience, but he need to get on his, they'd be like, yo, you fired and he ain't getting up here. Get up out of here. <laughs> Real quick, I want to talk about the educational side of this too, man, because you said a lot of great points, but there, I, and from what I saw, and I again, confirm this or give us more details about it. There's a gentleman by the name of DeMarco, right? On, I've, I've seen him, I see him post all the time on, on, on IG and on Twitter, right? Is there a history book that coincides with this project as well? Or how, what's the connection there? Yeah, it's called Megawatts the Motherland. How, how that even happened, man, is I was, um, I was, um, I was literally on Twitter and I would always see him post Same. all of these classic photos. And I'm like, Amazing. yo, and then he'd be like, yo, which 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 food stop would you eat at at and you know after 12 o'clock and stuff like that? And he there was a couple of times where he kept posting Watts stuff. Watts, right, right. And I so I hit him in the DM like, yo, what's good, homie? Like you know, you from Watts or like, hey, where you getting all this stuff from? I need all of this. Like, let me get that. You was trying and to. And he check. like, yo, <laughs> he like, yo, my dad from Watts, my dad. <laughs> then I'm like, oh man, it's on. Like, and then I hit him and we was like, yo, let's do a book, man. Let's just take all of these photos, even though that was a, that turned it out to be a headache. 
because all them photos, like they was owned by the li- like Los Angeles Public Oh, damn, damn. And then like uh, other people, but there was other people like Father Amdia the Watts Prophets and um, Brother O'Shea, they call him Food for Thought. He from Watts, he's like a historian. Mm-hmm. They actually uh, own the rights to these photos. So I ended up reaching out to them directly Wow. And they was like, yo, stick, man, we know what you're doing. You good, brother. You can get whatever we got. You good, you know? And uh, But some of the other photos I couldn't use, but we turned it into a book called Megawatts, The Motherland. So if you go on like borninthariots.com, uh, I got this bundle set that if you buy a bundle, like I adopted this from the homie Nip, you know, rest in peace, when he dropped Crenshaw. And so I want to give all credit to him for this even idea. I was like, yo, he you know, put a package together and he like, yo, if you really rock with me, buy this bundle and, you know, spend that hundred, spend that C note and you get all of this. So I kind of did the same thing and I feel like it's worth it. I feel like, you know, it come with the book, the photo book with exclusive quotes from like current quotes. Like I hit up everybody and in three days, got a quote from Tyrese, Glasses, Cam, um, uh, who else? Big B, Todd Dog Son, uh, just a bunch of Watts natives, man. Yeah. Uh, Father I'm D, you know, O'Shea, which is food for thought. These are all like prominent Watts figures, and they all gave me a quote, like a motivational quote, right? To put in the book. And I got to use a lot of the photos from historical Watts times um, to put in this book. And then it come with a vinyl of the album. And then it also come with a canvas print of the uh, actual cover because the cover was put together with newspaper clippings. I love that. So I want to get into it, too, because it kind of has that feel. You know what I'm saying? Speak on it. Yeah, no, it's like actual newspaper or no uh, magazine clippings from the Watts riots from 65. Oh, shit. Who's responsible for putting that together? uh, My boy, his his name, DK or Dakari. Uh, he gonna kill me if I said his name wrong, but oh, okay. Uh, so, but you wasn't in there like getting the magazines and snipping it all together, like nah, somebody. I, mean, I, I put the whole thing. I told him what I wanted because I seen wow. that's the style he takes. He makes collages. I'm, I'm familiar. Yeah. Together. So I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I want to do a collage of all 65 riots magazine clippings. Wow. So I was like, you know, I was like everything we can find. So he went online, went on Amazon, bought like all of the magazines from that time period, clipped it up, showed me what it was. I was like, yeah, use that, 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 that. He put it together, boom, took a digital shot of it. And the rest is, 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 is So that, that's actually, that's physical. That's a physical collage. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about, which, which mm-hmm. I thought was fucking dope. Um, 5013C, I mean, 501C3. Yeah. Okay, 501c3, uh, obviously, the, um, the you know, the water box, uh, the, the, mm-hmm. big, the water boxes where, and they were, went, they were, uh, I saw the one that went to Flint. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Flint, Michigan. Everybody knows about the Flint, Michigan water crisis with the lead pipes. And, you know, they, they, they still, to this day, right now, are going through it mm-hmm. in Flint, Michigan with it's the crazy. water. Right? But I thought it was dope for you know you to work with them and bring that to watch too because i mean i know like flint obviously got international attention for what mm-hmm. they were dealing with and i'm, I'm i was dope it was dope to see the nation and the culture rally around that set that that city and and and, and you know chip in send them bottled waters and do that but that's not a permanent 
fix. You know what I'm saying? It's like a Band-Aid over a bullet wound type thing. But I, I mm-hmm. thought it was dope for you to bring that to Watts because, for one, it's free, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's part one. And then part two of it is I think that it, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I'm, I'm asking a personal question now, but I've noticed more people, more black and brown people drinking a lot more water these days, as opposed oh, yeah, to sure. when I was growing up, everybody was drinking beer and like soda. It was, it was soda. 40 ounces, tall cans, it, yeah. you know, four locos, whatever they can get yeah. their hands on, and it wasn't water. And I know, like, within, within hip hop, we have a drug epidemic, we have a drug problem where. You know, everybody's on opioids and, and uppers and downers and all kind of shit. But I still, mm-hmm. no matter how much, I ain't gonna say his name, but no matter how much uh, stuff that I see the, the young homies doing, they still drinking a lot of water. Yeah. And I think yeah. the messaging was dope to to bring that, you know, to somewhere, to somewhere like Watts. Yeah, man. And you know, with that, like how you said, you touched on a, a very key point. Um, Shout out to all the homies in, in, in Detroit and Flint and all throughout that area, that region, right? Um, it's publicized right over there, what happened. Yeah. What's not being publicized for years is the water crisis in Watts. The piping system in Watts is horrendous. It's been contaminated and just, uh, there's extreme amounts of lead that's in the water in Watts. Um, what people don't know is that if you grow up in Watts and you live your whole life cycle in Watts, you uh, lose 12 years of your lifespan because of the water. That's crazy. We're not talking about stress. We're not talking about all the other shit that is involved with being in the, in the man. Are we talking about, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Are we talking about consumption of the water or are we talking about use of the water? Everything, everything. Wow. Even taking showers in the water because of the uh, extensive amount of lead, um, the toxins, the chemicals, everything that is in the water, people don't even know that just taking the showers <laughs> causing them to like have trip out. You know, um, people think it's just the drugs and it's just, you know, even nowadays we talk about the food we eat, but water is serious um so with this water box right it gets to be a band-aid right it's a band-aid but it's a a strong adhesive band-aid because we're gonna drop 10 of these things over there and um what people didn't know is that there was a extreme amount of autism and uh birth defects that were caused um to people in the Watts area due to the water. They didn't even know until they did some studies and figured it out, but it still wasn't addressed, you know, and it wasn't publicized. No one really talked about it. And so because I have, uh, I got access to all this information via, uh, I want to shout out some old, old, um, some elders of mine who have been pillars in the Watts community, uh, Barbara Stanton and Tim Watkins. Tim Watkins is the son of Ted Watkins, who has a park named after, who owned everything on Central Avenue, Um, a very strong and prominent family in the Watts area. Uh, they schooled me on all of this information, gave me the data and information and, and just was like, yo, 
you got a voice in this community. You like the face of watch now. So we want to get behind you. We not in charge no more. You in charge, but we need you to have this information. So because of me knowing all of this about the water and, you know, the environment is a whole nother conversation, like the air and everything and watch is just crazy. Like I said, it's a known fact. Well, it's a, not a known fact. It's a fact that um, your, tw- your lifespan is shortened 12 years just because of the water. And uh, when I found that out, I was like, I got to do whatever I can. So it just so happened that um, once again, my boy Omar, who rocks with Jaden, was in a meeting with 501c3, the organization. And they were talking about doing one in like Jersey or New York or something. And Omar was like, nah, man, you need to holler at Sticks. We live in LA. Like he even Watts putting in work. Like you should talk to him first. He might know somewhere to put it in LA. And they called me and I was like, oh, I got a place where you can put it right now. Let's go. Boom. Right. <laughs> how it happened. So talk about you, you said something interesting about, you know, being acknowledged as the face of Watts, man. What, what comes with I see what comes with that responsibility as there's no hiding that. I see what you do. We see what you do. But what comes with that with that pressure? You know what I'm saying? When when other people aren't stepping up as well, when you have other community leaders that are are being put in, in position and like you said that that aren't necessarily showing up man you know you i mean it's fun for me i don't know what it would be for somebody else the only thing that i could say it does cause is high blood pressure <laughs> so, you know all the work you got to put in and all of the attitudes and energies you dealing with on a daily basis um you know, it's um, it's not hard. It's not hard, but it's not easy. You know what I mean? And, I'm sorry. I I, I want to just cut you up in your train of thought, just because being a family man, how do you then balance that lifestyle and not bring the stress home? Um, when I come home, man, it's almost like I forget everything else that's going on. Because, you know, when, you know, for those who have kids out there, you know, that's like one of the most precious things to look in your kid's face and the joy you see or the joy it gives you, you can't explain. And then it just be with your wife as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I enjoy being married and faithful and and uh, seeing my wife after I'm done with all of this and just chopping it up and cracking jokes or whatever. You know what I mean? I love that. Uh, just going on Instagram and, and trolling people page or looking at it and just talking about all that going on shade room or whatever, mm-hmm. Hollywood yeah. unlocked, laughing at Jason and all these things, like listening to the homies, like real talk. We listen to everybody. Yeah. We go on all, we go on y'all's, we go on everybody and just listen and just talk shit to each other. We argue about dumb shit and we back to being normal. But like that's, I enjoy that more than anything in the world. It's like a release. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like a vacation from work. You know, kind gotcha. of so there, there's a lot that that you have done, but I definitely want to kind of wrap this up with what what the plans are for 2021 and beyond. You know, we I just got to commend you again. Again, we've talked offline, but I got to commend the work that you've been doing. Um, and I'm and I'm glad that you've been able to put this. Pro- I know you dropped another, you know, a project at the end of 2020 as well, but I'm glad you put this one out. And you you're doing the music, you're balancing the home, the the, the life, and community and all that. But what's What's next? What, the year can't end without Sticks doing what? And what can people look forward to from, uh, you know, from oh, Sticks? Man. So, you know, on the music side, I'm going to keep dropping these this music, right? Um, I'm going to keep coming up with innovative ideas to stay relevant in this ever-growing 
music business. I'm going to keep educating everybody on where the real money at. Obviously, you know, like our last episode. When I was we going to say, here. go tap into the old. Oh, there's still some gems in there. If people haven't checked that out. Uh, like I took before this, it really like now it's like everywhere, like catalog, selling catalog and getting money off of yeah. it. Like that's like the main thing that, you know, we talked about that already. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, um, anyhow, the goal now, man, is for entrepreneurship, man, is to not only build my own stuff, but create more entrepreneurs, share this game, share these gems with people so they can become successful or create whatever is successful for them in regards to what's success for me uh i'm jumped into the cannabis industry um so i'm you know doing distributing and um growing is the next step with that uh, i partner with someone uh in the middle east my boy always zaran and uh he stays in Sharjah, which is in the uae for those you know who ain't never heard of the uae that's the United Arab Emirates. I'm sure we all heard of Dubai. Dubai, right. It's like, it's part of those Emirates. Like it's part of that region, you know, Qatar and all of that. I'm a wise nigga and I'm, I'm just sharing y'all, you gotta see some things. Right, you know right. I mean? and, uh, but we starting a company, uh, ThinkWise was moving into the electric space. And so I will have like our own line of car batteries and AA and AAA batteries and light bulbs and stuff like that. So we're doing that. Um, where, uh, I gotta, you know, I gotta jump, I'm jumping into the, uh, under, undergarment space, you know, <laughs> Brianna, you got some draws. Wait, wait, wait. You six draws. Nigga, silk draws. Silk some, underwear. Some silk sticks draws is gonna be out there on the market. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brianna got Savage Fenty. I got Beastie Easty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's, it's straight silk. I'm telling hey. you, crazy. Um, you know what I mean? And uh, it's a, multi, a multitude of, uh, obviously the nonprofit is just growing more and more. We partners with every LA team, obviously out the Dodgers, the Rams, the Clippers, LAFC, you know, we got Nike and Adidas. I'm starting a little uh, a youth uh, soccer club, you wow. know, free for everybody in the hood you know, to participate in this a direct pipeline to play for the pros, you know, and it's for women, it's for girls and boys, you know, so it just continue to build all of these uh, things and partnerships to just take it to the next level. Well, we marvel at the excellence, bro. Like, oh, I, quick, again, quick, sorry, um, just, I got it's two things, right? One, yeah. is you, your work with the Clippers, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Obviously, you know, we're Laker fans, but that's neither here nor there. But your work with <laughs> your your work with the Clippers, <laughs> right? Your work with the Clippers is is dope. Like um with given the NBA bubble situation, has that how has that changed your your role with the with the organization? Are you still working with them or has that yeah, has absolutely. That- yeah, absolutely. We just dropped a, uh I'm gonna post it on my social media tomorrow. Uh, we just did a whole story called Write My Story. They highlighted Think Watts as a, a local business partner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Where, like, we're, you know, they added me to their website and they're uh, like selling like Think Watts merch and uh, oh. gearing their fans and sending out newsletters for people to donate to Think Watts Foundation. And um, now they're being more supportive 
in regards to okay you not just it's not just like give us this theme song and mm-hmm. you know you do all of this for us like now we want to bring what people can we do to you. For you yeah you know what i mean so we got a very 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 good relationship man and uh i can't complain about it at all and and also with lafc too right yeah yeah same thing man uh dope partnership so lafc is one of my partners in regards to the youth soccer program so it's um think watch it's going to be called think watch fc for think watch football club um i partner with lafc adidas and uh sports academy formerly known as the mamba academy because what people don't know one of kobe's dreams was to start a youth soccer club because he was a big soccer fan and so sports academy uh, you know, the founder and the executive director, I met with them. They came down to Watts and they told me all this. They was like, yo, man, you don't even know. This was Kobe's dream to do this. And now you saying that this is what you want to do. Like we all the way in, like we want to partner with you. So now I got all of these people to come together. And now we starting this youth age 40, 11, man. We're going to start signups in like April and do our first real like clinic and development in uh, October. Um, but, uh, like, yeah, man, I mean, free everything, free travel, free jerseys, free play, free everything. The parents, we doing utility bill. We paying people's rent. We paying wow. people's light bills just for being a part, like having their kids a part of the club. Um, free food, like we give them food boxes. Like this shit is like a real program and a real support system to help cultivate these kids, man, and turn them into superstars. Cause I mean, just think about that. We only missing, we only one black superstar away in soccer for soccer being the biggest sport in the United States. It's already the biggest sport in the world. The world, right? But we just one swaggy black <laughs> superstar from it just popping off. You know what I mean? So that's what's up. Where, That's where's up. the hub? Everything sticks. Where, where can they go to, to, to learn, to research, to sign up, to support, to donate, to listen, you know, everything that, that, that involves Watt Sticks? Yeah, man. Um, everything, social media is at Watt Sticks. No matter what you want, it's always Watt Sticks. Uh, thinkwatch.com if you want to support the merch, um, if you want to get into the movement. Um, and thinkwatchfoundation.org. For those who want to donate, get involved with the nonprofit uh, sector and uh, just support the movement and the mission, you know. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I ain't hard to find. Y'all know where I'm at. I know you. You know we can find you. I, I, I just, and the people can find you too. So I just yeah, want, I want you to kind of list that off for the folks, man. We appreciate you taking your time. Like with everything that you got Thank going on, I'm surprised you even had time to do this damn y'all, man. Y'all, y'all grown. Y'all and y'all two seconds away, man. Fuck two, two, y'all a half a second away. If not already being the illest, trillest, most popular show in all of radio. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm receive not it, night. Now, I ain't just talking morning, I, I ain't talking Sunday. I'm talking all of radio. I'm talking Breakfast Club. I'm talking, I'm talking. I know them the homies, but shots fired. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No beef. No radio beef. Nah, you know what I'm man. But, that that, that um, means a lot, like bro. Y'all, that, y'all, wait, man. y'all been putting in the work, man. Y'all been putting in the work. It's well-deserved, well-earned, and y'all solid. Like, it ain't never been fake, and y'all ain't putting on no show for nobody else. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing mm-hmm. what y'all do, and y'all true to who y'all are. And the real lasts forever, man. The fake pass away. 
Appreciate it. Love, bro. Thank you. Thank you for just spending this time and just having this conversation. Can't wait to, you know, do this when, when things open up, open up, get you back in the studio and, and talk about everything you got going on. Cause I know it's going to be a lot more shit. Last, last thing. I know you vegan, right? You vegan? Yes, sir. Are you getting the vaccine? Man, that's, it's funny you say that. I just did a, a whole conversation with the president of the uh, National Medical Association. The, uh, his name, Dr. Brooks. He represents like all of the black doctors nationwide. And so he like is pro-vaccine, right? So he like, man, let's have a conversation. So I sat down with him and was like all in that conversation, like, I ain't gonna get front on you. I ain't getting no vaccine. <laughs> and he's like mad at me. <laughs> he like mad at me. He like, man, you gotta be more responsible than that. Come on, sticks, man. You can put everybody at risk. I said, no, you can put everybody at risk. <laughs> no, no, but here's the thing, man. I'm not gonna say people should or shouldn't get a vaccine, right? What I will say is do your research. My biggest question is what's in the vaccine? And I found out what was in it, right? And then I also found out the stuff that they can't tell us that's in it. Oh, word. And yeah, and it, it, the, you gonna see the video, dog, when it come out. He he refers to it as stuff. As stuff. stuff. Oh, man. So I said, look. So I said, and I don't want to be one sided with this, right? Let's let's mm. we gotta we got I know we got a little couple more seconds left, right? Yeah. So this stuff, I say. So the stuff is reference to what can harm us? And he's like, yes. However, that stuff, the chances of that stuff harming you are very minimal and slim. And there's a greater chance of it helping you than it, it is hurting. hurting Right. So I, I like to, I play on stocks, so I take big risk. I, I trade options. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, we didn't so, get to that, yeah. So for me to be like, man, I ain't gonna take the risk on this vaccine, it'd be like a whole contradiction of what I do with money, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say I can't tell people not to get the vaccine, but I also won't tell them to get the vaccine. And, and I'm, I'm very indifferent about it. I'm actually gonna wait until I see half of the population the United States population get it. And I want to know how many black people survived or how many people died. Once I get those stats, then I'm gonna go, you know what? If a lot, if we didn't, if more of us died because of the pandemic, than we did from the vaccine, then I'm gonna go get that. I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and go ahead and hit me up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and that's get the get over with. That's, that's a good way to assess it because a lot of times, and I'm glad you, you broke it down that way because a lot of people have, their answers as to why they would and why they wouldn't. And a lot, a lot of times it, it isn't based on research. It's based off of what somebody else has told them or it's based off of um, what they've heard, you know, versus actual conversations, following the research and just saying, you know what, I feel like doing it. I don't feel like doing it. And this is what I need. Like we had Dr. Kanisha Hall on. She said, and the people were killing her for her thoughts. She's a doctor and said that she doesn't have enough evidence to prove that it's helpful for the black community. But she's like, that's my my feelings. That's my thoughts. This is what I feel like I, I need to have. This is the information that I need access to in order to make a decision. And you kind of echo those same sentiments. So I just, I just don't like, I just, uh, another, I just don't like how they market it to us so much. Like on TV, on radio, 
it's like when you look at TV and you see these commercials, it's always black people like smiling with the fucking needle in their arm. I'm like, yo, what are you trying to do? Why are you trying to force this on us? To, right, right. Like, why are you trying to force this on us so much, man? Something ain't right. And I told the doctor that in the conversation. I was like, why? You know what I'm saying? Why? You know, and I hit him with this, and I hate to end it with this because it's gonna be like, oh no, we ain't getting it. <laughs> but like, so the the Pfizer vaccine is created by someone named BioNTech, B-I-O-N, and they probably somebody gonna probably a sniper gonna probably shoot at my house tomorrow or something. But don't say that. So BioNTech, right? <laughs> Let me knock on my wood. Yeah, floor. come on, man. Let's a little light right. stunt real so quick. Bi- Go ahead. So BioNTech, right? Lastly, BioNTech is the creators they're a german company but they're from turkey the two like it's a a a, a husband and a wife and biontech created the pfizer vaccine and pfizer obviously got it and they're the ones who sold it and whatever whatever so there was an interview in germany that my guy my german homie sent me um one of my german business partners and it's the owner of biontech and he says hey uh they asked him like yo are you going to get the vaccine and he's like, oh, man, I don't got time. To, <laughs> I don't got time to get the vaccine and I don't got time to see the risk of what could go wrong. <laughs> I got to make 100 like billion doses of of the vaccine. So I don't have no time but to work. Right. And I'm like. Dog. How you the person who making this, but you ain't taking it. But you want all of us to take you selling it. But then once again, capitalism, man. Right it's, right. it's all about the money. It's like I know a dude who sell coffee who don't drink coffee. So I guess That's I gotta true. look at it the same way. That's true. You know what I mean? I don't smoke weed. But I, I'm selling cannabis. You know what I mean? So hey yeah, man. Yeah, but it's a level like I had a dentist, you know, that that had some fucked up teeth, and I stopped going to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I didn't trust the work he was doing. <laughs> so, but I, I feel you though. Like it, it's, it's, it's something that's going to be a con- to be continued conversation. It's like, and we'll end it on that, man. Just do your research and make the best decision for you. And it's not about getting it, not getting it. It's just what, what makes sense for you. As long as you're responsible with it, like, of course, you know, keeping yourself socially distanced, masked up and all that until whatever is figured out, then I don't see no harm in saying, nah, I'm cool on waiting until more people get it to see what's up. Right. Absolutely. Well, shit, there it is. Appreciate you, big dog. All right. Much love to you. Send love to the family, the community, and all that, man. It's Homegrown Radio, Chuck Dizzle, DJ Head. Catch y'all next time.